Welcome to the Sports Performance Podcast. If you're interested in staying healthy, becoming fitter or stronger, getting rid of pain, or enhancing your athletic performance, this is the place for you. We're excited to be part of your journey to better health. Thanks for listening. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Sports Performance Podcast. Uh, flying solo today. Uh, I wanted to give you guys a uh, great topic. Uh, I get this from this question from runners, uh, anybody who is in the gym, enjoys walking, and uh, maybe has some foot, knee, ankle problems. So the question is, how do I know, uh, one, if my shoe fits? And then two, when it's time to change it. All right, so four ways to be sure your shoe fits. Now, for some, this might be a big problem. Others, not so much. Uh, ultimately, how do you know if it's the right shoe for you? And, and that's a big question. But from a size perspective, let, let's talk about some basics. And, and this could be actually most shoes, but we're talking about athletic kind of tennis shoes, uh, ones that you would go to the gym or run in. We're not talking about uh, high heels. We're not talking about sandals. We're literally talking about uh, active uh, recreational shoes. Okay. Number one, the length. So actually, interestingly, before we talk about that, some people, a large percent, will have one foot that is slightly longer than the other. Now, uh, why that happens, uh, you know, everyone's born a little differently. And I have known a lot of people who do, uh, you know, one size, half, half a size bigger than the other. And so that's not atypical. But back to the topic, the length. So when you stand in your shoe, lace it up as if you were going to actually wear them. Try and move your, your shoe back and forth or your foot back and forth in the shoe. And you shouldn't feel that slide more than about a half an inch. So there should be some wiggle room. And the reason is because as you exercise, as you move, your feet are going to swell just a little bit. So you want to have that room in there and you want to have a little bit of freedom to move back and forth. If you don't, if, it, if your toes are uh, brushed up against the, the front of the shoe, you're going to have a place where you're going to be having blisters or your feet are going to be cramped and you're going to feel that. And that's actually what happens when you wear high heels and, and people's kind of feet get these um, bent looking positions and those are called hammer toes. But um, yeah, in a tennis shoe, you don't want to be able to slide back and forth uh, too much. Uh, the heel. All right, so the heel is, is actually going to be the back of the shoe. And when you're standing on that shoe, uh, you want to make sure that you, obviously you lace it up. Try and slide your heel up and out of the shoe while it's laced up. You shouldn't be able to do this. I know that should make sense, but I have several people that basically the problem is you, you bought the shoe too big um, or that it's a little too wide and that heel is not, it's called the, the heel counter essentially. It, it's, it's too wide for your heel bone uh, and, and you shouldn't be able to do that. And uh, your toe box. So now we're going to go back to the front of the shoe and the, it's basically the, the width of your big toe to your little toe and the area around uh, those toes. So you want to be able to wiggle your toes within the shoe, meaning if it's the if the toe box is too narrow or too small, your toes won't be able to move up and down. You're you're gonna feel very cramped. 
So that toe box needs to be enough that you can wiggle your toes and, and not, uh, not feel like you're going to slip out, uh, but also feel like you have a little wiggle room in there. So we talked about the length. Uh, we talked about the heel and being able to slip out the toe box. Uh, and then now we're going to talk about the width. This, this is very, very controversial. Some people uh, like a, a narrow shoe. And that's purely just to give them that tightness feel. Uh, it, it feels very uh, like molded to your foot. If you are getting redness uh, on the inside of your big toe or on the outside of your little toe, uh, that's probably too tight. Uh, side note, if you have calluses on the edge of your big toe or on the edge of your little toe, you have got way too small of a shoe. And actually that's causing you constant irritation so much that your body has scabbed or scarred over with a callus. That's what calluses are. Calluses are a protection from constant friction or stress. Just like if you're at the gym and you have uh, you, you lift weights and you don't use gloves and uh, you, know, you have these beautiful calluses on your palm, uh, that's in response to stress. So all it's trying to do is protect that area. So and, and on the foot, it's not the best indication of, uh, of proper fitting. You, you want to address those things, not just shaving them down. Shaving down doesn't really answer the problem. Um, you're just putting a temporary bandaid. It's like, what can you do to minimize the actual, how much calluses that you're getting on the outside? If you're a barefoot runner, that's a different story. You're naturally going to have calluses, but we're talking about shoe width and, and shoe size here. So, um, if and this is a, a really good tip, if you if you're gonna buy new shoes, um, you're gonna try and fit and wear shoes, or sorry, try them on around the same time that you would normally exercise. Why is that so important? Uh, simple fact that ultimately you want to have your foot uh, in the same type of a setting uh, that you would exercise in, meaning. Think about it. If you exercise after work, your feet are a little swollen. Maybe you've been sitting, you've been standing, you've been walking. So they're a little bit more full or swollen. Now, when you try on shoes, you want to try on the shoes to accommodate what your feet are going to be like when you lift weights or when you run or whenever you walk. If you don't do that and you buy shoes when first thing in the morning, your feet are, are uh, as narrow and small as, as they can be and you go try on shoes and you think they fit great, sounds good, and you try and run and they swell up a little bit. Now you don't have a large toe box. It's too narrow uh, and, and you thought that you know the, the half an inch of, of a length difference was going to be good enough for you. But uh, now that you're swollen, now you need a little bit more room and that's going to be more indicative when you would exercise. So just make sure that when you're trying these these uh, shoes on or you're purchasing new shoes that um, it's in line with you know when you're trying them on. All right. So the bonus, uh, four reasons to change your shoes. These are guidelines. Everyone's going to be just a little different. Um, rule number one, if you have soreness in your feet, now I'm guilty of this myself, uh, you know, uh, as a as a physical therapist, you know, I'm standing all day, um, I'm walking, I'm squatting, I'm sitting, I'm kind of doing a little bit of everything. I am constantly on my feet. And when I start to get a little backache, a little knee ache or hip ache, 
the first thing I have to do is, when did I change my shoes? Uh, now, if you sit for a living, this is not as big of a factor. But uh, if you're active and you see that you're, you're, you're getting more aches and pains across your shins, your knees, your back, and your hips, uh, it just means that the support system underneath you is uh, not supporting you. So it's time to, to change your shoes. Uh, this one's a, a general guideline. If, number two, if you've, uh, if you've walked or just used your shoes anywhere from three, I would even say four to 400 miles. Now, that's an easy calculation. I had somebody say, well, I do 10,000 steps. All right, let's just say that's two miles uh, for easy math. So you do two miles per day walking, two miles per day times 30 days, uh, 30 days in the month, that's 60 miles, 60 miles times five is 300 miles. So every five months, that person should be changing their shoes. Or if you're actually uh, a recreational walker runner that actually counts your miles, that's a little easier for you. But ultimately, uh, shoe wears just generally starts to break down around that 300, 500 miles or 300, 400 uh, miles. Uh, number three, those who are avid, avid runners um, definitely need to be changing the every, their shoes every three to six months. Uh, if you enjoy just wearing general shoes, usually you're okay from you know six to eight months uh, unless you're getting soreness in your feet. And uh, one of the easiest, number four, the easiest thing you can do is if you pick up your shoe and you try and bend it or twist it, and it is very easy for you to do that, even with a couple fingers. It's more than likely a, a good time to uh, change your shoes. Now, the the caveat to that is, I'm not talking about you know barefoot, uh, you know, or the minimalist shoes. That obviously those don't apply. I'm talking about general shoes um, with some form of a uh, normal um, support underneath it. So if you have you know creases or or wrinkles, or it's easy to bend your shoes, it's more than likely uh, time to upgrade. Well, the biggest advice that I give clients here at Sports Performance, uh, there's there's two things. Uh, there are two things that you spend a total of 24 hours or most of your day in. Number one, your mattress. Number two, your shoes. Those two things should be looked at and invested with a very close eye. If you're at a point where you can look at buying a really good mattress or really good shoes, or you need to, those are the two things from a long-term investment that can really help you stay healthy and active uh, without, with obviously with good, you know, that you're staying, uh, you're eating properly, you're doing the right things, you're exercising appropriately, uh, you're recovering well, uh, you're doing your stretches, your corrective exercise, whatever it may be. With those being constant, mattress and shoes are literally the platforms that you stand and lay on on a regular basis. So take that with you to the gym. Take these considerations with you when you uh, you know, look at new shoes, uh, you're looking at upgrading and you're questioning like, should I do this? Should I not? Uh, you know, these are these are probably easy things that you can be doing. And we have several clients when they come in, they're like, Chris, I've I've stretched this. I've done that. I've seen this person. I've done that. It's like, what about your shoes? Oh, I didn't think about that. It's it's honestly we look from the ground up. What 
hasn't changed. And if it's your shoe wear, gosh, that can save you so much time. And uh, I do hear people say like, oh, I don't, I don't know if I really need shoes. I, 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 I don't walk that much. I don't do much. And I grab the shoes and I can bend them easily and I can twist them. And they're about two years old. And they're like, ah, you know, I don't use them that much. But gosh, even the material just starts to break down as well. So don't just think of it from a use perspective, but also from a time perspective. If they're old, it's uh, it's about that time. So uh, if you're struggling with uh, knee, back, shin, uh, knee or uh, hip aches, uh, that's an easy thing that you can be throwing in. So uh, on behalf of Sports Performance, guys, I, I, I hope this is uh, super beneficial for you. We really appreciate you guys listening. Uh, shoes, change your mattress and your shoes and enjoy the support and uh, it'll keep you healthy in the long run. See you guys next time. Thanks for tuning in to the Sports Performance Podcast. If you enjoy our content, help us help others by giving us a five-star review. This gives us an opportunity to provide people just like you with great information to stay healthy. If you have any questions, email us at teamsp at sportsperformancept.com. If you want more, head over to our website and sign up for our VIP email list to stay in touch with the latest and greatest. And while you're there, download one of our free reports on back pain, knee pain, ankle pain, or running efficiency. It doesn't matter if you're new to exercise, an experienced personal trainer or coach, healthcare professional or professional athlete. This information is literally for anyone interested in fitness and health. We're excited to keep you healthy and active. We'll see you on our next episode.